Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to Megaphone Audio. Today, we're going to be talking about a recent read and a personal favorite of mine. Alright, today we got Sports, Ethics, and Leadership by Jack Bowen, Ronald Katz, Jeffrey Mitchell, Donald Polden, and Richard Walden. Now, this book is a little different from your average fictional storytelling book. This book completely focuses on the controversial topics and issues involving sports. You know, as an athlete who plays competitive sports on many teams, it was very interesting to compare my experiences and the point of view from a player on these topics. Sports, Ethics, and Leadership mentions a wide variety of discussions around the current issues in today's sports and young athletes. I can't talk on all the topics that were mentioned, but a few topics that I related to the most and found interesting were the issues around violence and hazing in sports, performing enhancement, and lastly, the importance of leadership in sports. Alright, to start things off, we're going to be talking about the issue with violence and hazing. The authors gave us a very neutral point of view to give us the opportunity to think for ourselves and decide what we feel is right and wrong. The big question that I got after reading this book, this part of the book, is not how do we end violence, but really how much is too much violence. You know, I thought about it, and violence is so, so important in sports. You know, what makes hockey hockey is the bone-jarring body checks, or for example, football, the bone-jarring tackles. The big issue that is mentioned is what should be done to punish and hopefully discourage such violences. One very interesting point that was made in the book was to think about this. Say someone was walking down the street and someone deliberately runs into another person walking down the street. That would be considered wrong, right? Yet this exact same instance occurs on the football field hundreds of times during the game. Everyone permits this behavior on the field. For example, checking is considered good hockey and and is praised for it. While just bumping someone on the street is considered very immoral. And what it came down to was consent and how all athletes consent to that specific sports behavior. The issue is what the levels of violence are and etc. The next chapter that really stood out to me was performance enhancement in sports. Now this is a huge issue that all types of competitive sports are having to deal with. Although performance enhancing, enhancing drugs are the one of the most important topics in the ethics of sports, there is surprisingly little controversy around the topic. The book mentions how really everyone on the ethical ground thinks it's wrong because it undermines the very purpose of sports, which is to find out who the best competitor is. Performance enhancement drugs tilt the field, which is the exact reason they're so popular, especially starting at the younger levels, which really surprised me, actually. You know, you really just don't think it starts when you're in high school, but in reality, it really does. The topic they mention the most is the problems associated with them. In reality, all the drugs these athletes take all have side effects. Steroids, for example, can result in physical side effects such as growth of breasts in men, baldness, increased body hair, shrunken testicles, and the list goes on. Some behavior side effects include depression, aggressive behavior, inhibition of growth development. You know, the big question to ask is, is it really worth it to be a little more dominant in sports for a few years, but face serious depression, anger issues, and the the list just keeps going on? Sadly, the competitiveness and want to win for some of these young athletes seem to beat over the health issues involved. And my last part of the book I really enjoyed is the importance of leadership and especially with the development of young athletes. The chapter starts off mentioning how crucial leadership is in having a winning team and that most failure in sports organizations are due to poor leadership. 
This part I especially connected with as an athlete, myself, and from being on many different teams growing up, the importance of good leadership is crucial, and I've personally been on teams who do poorly due to the leadership or do great because of the leadership. The chapter mentions many theories around how to be a good leader and why one might be viewed as a leader, although two theories stood out to me the most. The first was the power and influence theory. It mentions how leadership is manifested and that the theory considers how, to, how the leader can influence, subjugate, or subordinate its followers slash teammates due to their personal power they have. Now, this power can be acquired by the leader's skill and charisma, and I agree with this statement. We see this in majority of sports teams. For example, usually the captain on a sports team isn't a weaker player. It's usually one of the better players. The second theory is called adaptive leadership. This type of leadership focuses on motivating, persuading, and organizing a group. This leadership type primarily focuses attention on the issues and challenges and looking to bring the whole group together for their common good. These two leadership styles stood out to me the most due to how different they are from each other. One is more around power and fear with hopes of controlling the group because they are viewed as more dominant. And the other is more focused around communication and getting together to face the, the problem. Overall, such a great read. The book was full of interesting points and information around controversial, controversial topics in sports. And as an athlete, I found it very interesting to read and compare my history and point of view on these topics. Personally, this book made me more aware to some of these issues that are seen in, in many sports.